Hey, this is Zach Catanzaro. And I'm Walker Lukens. We're the hosts of Song Confessional, the only podcast where today's top songwriters turn your anonymous stories into original songs. This week, we've got a salacious tale of train platforms and anonymous hookups. Austin songstress Buffalo Hunt transforms the confession into a cinematic indie pop gem, exploring the dark pleasures of our bad decisions. Listen to Song Confessional at KUTX.org or wherever you listen to podcasts. From KUT and KUTX Studios. Welcome to This Song, the podcast where artists talk about the songs that changed their lives. I'm your host, Elizabeth McQueen, and in this episode, we'll hear from three women, three young women, singer-songwriter Alessia Cara and Tandiwe and Niambi Sala, who make up the hip-hop duo Oshun. All of these women are young, like in their late teens, early 20s young, and they're all making music, good music. Music that's inspiring and energizing. So, of course, we at Team This Song wanted to know what music inspired them. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, I want to let you know that you'll be hearing a lot of music and parts of songs. We actually don't play whole songs all the way through in this podcast, but we do have a Spotify playlist with all the songs that you'll hear on the page for this episode. Just go to KUTX.org, click on the Features section, and then click on This Song. That'll take you to the page for this episode. And just so you know, some of the songs in this episode today contain adult language. So much so that editing it all out would have seemed silly. So you may want to make sure there are no kids around when you listen. Let's get started with Alessia Cara. She's a Canadian singer and songwriter, and we at KUTX 98.9, the station in Austin, Texas, where we make this podcast, totally fell in love with her song Here, which is all about being at the party and hating being at the party. She's 19 years old. Deal with that. She sat down with KTX DJ and producer Taylor Wallace backstage at Austin City Limits Festival to talk about songs that inspired her, but... The interview was kind of short. Things backstage can get a little hectic. So when Taylor got a chance to interview her again when she came to Emo's in Austin, we were all psyched. The interview you'll hear is really two interviews stitched together. And Alessia Cara started out talking about songs that inspired her and ended up talking about her own journey. So here she is, Alessia Cara. What song or album would you say sparked that desire in you to like, this is what I want to do, I'm going to be a musician? There's a couple. The two songs I think were that for me were Love is a Losing Game by Amy Winehouse. For you I was a flame Love is a losing game In Marvin's Room by Drake. I think with both songs, like I wasn't heartbroken, I wasn't really going through anything, but mm-hmm. both those songs made me like feel like crying, and I was like, it just really hit me. And I'm gonna call her anyway and say, fuck that. 
power of music. You know, it can make you feel stuff even though you're not going through anything. Even though you've never experienced yeah, it, it you feel like you, you are. Yeah. yeah, because of what they're saying and how they're saying it. And I think that made me realize how much I want to do that for people. Mm -hmm. And it's just amazing. And I think both Drake and Amy are like so good at that. They're amazing writers, but they're also artists and they're so talented. So I always, yeah, I think those are the, the two. What I wish listen to that music actively while you're writing or when you're touring or anything not when I'm writing but definitely when I'm touring like I every time they have well Amy does of course can't have any new music. and party anthems yeah and party anthems of course all the time <laughs> always partying so when I'm partying I definitely listen to like hardcore no I'm just kidding awesome. definitely some Drake though I think I'm addicted to naked pictures and sitting talking about bitches that we almost had I don't think I'm conscious of making monsters out of the women I sponsor till it all goes bad but shit it's all good we and getting this first big tour circuit and touring an album and everything, if that's influenced or changed your songwriting process at all? Um, I think it definitely has. I think you're kind of forced to be creative in a different way because you're moving around so much. You know, when I was doing the album, we had a very set space to do it. It was in the studio. It was a you know, set amount of time. It was just like you just have a set time to lay out your creativity. But, of course, when you're on tour and you're on the road, you don't have that. You just have to find and make those little times. So I think... Now I'm just kind of forced to put little things into my phone, like voice notes, or anytime I have a second, just come up with little pieces of things, but I haven't actually had time to really record them yet. So the process is definitely different. I think you're kind of like, I guess, led to maybe just be a little quicker with your songwriting process and kind of do it the second you have a moment rather than setting a time and being more chill with it. But I don't, I don't think anybody is Self-professed, 
inspired, now they're inspired by you, and now they're your peers. So how has that realization settled with you? It's almost, it feels like it hasn't, to be honest, yet, because it's just, it just feels like it's surreal. You know, I'm, of course, a music lover and a fan first, and I've always been that first. Before I was doing this as a career, I've just been a fan. And the fact that I'm now a peer of these people, and they're looking up to me, not not up to me, but looking to me as just another artist that does what they do, which it, it is what it is, but it's hard to wrap my head around, I think, it's because I'm so new to it, and because these people were, like, idols in my eyes. I just idolized them. They weren't even, like, they were such unreachable, Intangible things. Um, ever since I met them, it's just hard to understand. I was just calling because they were just right now. Are you down to listen to me? Too many drinks have been given to me. I got some women that's living off me. Pay for their flights and hotels. I'm ashamed. So it's incredible that now. Writing a song that a bunch of people can connect with when you're that young, and of course she wrote that song when she was younger than 19, that makes me pause. We were all interested to know how did she get so hip at such a young age, and maybe it's because she was tuned in early, not only to what music could do to other people, but to what she could do. I mean, she had been envisioning her journey for years. That's very inspiring to me. Before we go on to the women of Oshun, I want to ask that if you enjoyed the interview you just heard from Alessia Cara, then please head over to iTunes and subscribe to this song. That way you'll get the next episode with song exploders Rishikesh Hirwe and Basha Bulat delivered right to you. And you can peruse our archives and hear stories from artists like Leon Bridges and Writers Against the Storm. And while you're there, we'd love a rating or a review. Ratings both make the This Song team feel incredibly happy, and they help other people find us in iTunes. 
And we all really want as many people as possible to hear these stories. Next up, Nyambi Sala and Tandiwe of the band Oshun. They met as students at NYU, and in fact, they're still students at NYU. They're 19 and 20. And they play music that's inspired by Oshun, the Yoruba River deity, and her sisters. It's conscious hip-hop that has everything to do with empowering the various and varied aspects of femininity. I actually learned about the deity Oshun during an interview for this podcast from Key and Shaka of Writers Against the Storm, the Austin hip-hop duo. They talked about the Ibei song River, which is also about Oshun, and I had never heard of her until Key broke it all down for me. You should listen to that episode, by the way. It's number 14 with Kelsey Wilson. Anyway, Writers Against the Storm brought Oshun to Austin to play at the Sahara Lounge. It's all connected. They came into Studio 1A here at KUTX, where they recorded two songs, and afterwards they sat down with me and told me about songs that really helped them see what they wanted to do with music. So here they are, Oshun. A song that opens my mind up is Spody Odie Dopalicious by Outcast. Hmm. Really? That's I would say that Spody Odie Dopalicious is not like it's not one of their radio hits. Yeah. Like it's kind of some inside Outcast. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, I think what I like about this song and also just Outkast in general is a lot of times they couple their music with like, not, it doesn't necessarily have to be lyrics that are, you know, like a regular MC rapping, but they're like setting up the stage for like a, a mini play or mini movie in every song. I think they're really good at painting, painting pictures and like putting the listener into a space. And um, from what I know about this song, um, both of the members, both Andre and Big Boy, they both um, kind of do like mini monologues about their experience in Atlanta, Georgia. And I feel like I just travel to Atlanta, Georgia every time I hear a song. Yes, when I first met my spotted, odor, dopalicious angel, I can remember that damn thing like yesterday. The way she moved reminded me of a brown stallion horse with skates on, you know. Smooth like a hot comb on nap ass hip. I walked up on her and was almost paralyzed. Her neck was smelling sweeter than a plate of yams with extra syrup. Eyes beaming like four carrots apiece, just blinding the nigga. Felt like I cheaped the whole or that presidential. My heart would be so damn fast. Never knowing this moment would bring another life into this world. It sounds like Funny they put this kind of narrative quality into it mm-hmm. that you weren't necessarily like expecting. And exactly. so when you heard it, it was like, oh, you have. You have taken me to Atlanta, Georgia. Exactly. And I now understand. And it's not even just through the you know the actual words they use in their monologues, but just the energy that they put in the music, the vibration that they put. It just it. I feel like I'm traveling somewhere that they're creating when I listen to that song. Hmm. So the point of view is so strong that it literally takes you 
to like where they are. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we're trying to do you know our own thing and not just copy outcasts. But I think that you know we try our best to make our music also translatable and um, you know something that creates a space for people to listen to. That's why we put a lot of like skits in our music or sound effects because we want it to also like along with it being. Um, sonically pleasing, we want it to be visually pleasing, even though it's, you know, music. Was that something you were into, or were you mostly listening? I was mostly listening. I was DJing, and I was also starting to produce. Mm-hmm. Um, but by that time, I wasn't like advanced enough to be like, oh, I'm going to make something just like this when I get home. It was more so, I was just like, wow, when I am good at making music, this is what I'm going to do. What song? I think that... Ninth grade year um, in high school, we had to, um, we were doing, um, in my English class, we were um, like exploring, um, I guess, pop music and poetry and and how that was like integrated into whatever we were learning in in terms of English. And um, my whole class had to sit and um, we had to listen, first listen and then like, um, annotate the um, the words to um, Strange Fruit. Southern trees bear strange fruit. Blood on the leaves and blood at the root. Black bodies swinging in the southern breeze strange fruit hanging from the poplar trees and i'm i feel like i probably heard the song before but not in that way and not in a space where like we were forced to really break it down and like what does this mean you know strange fruit strange fruit you know hanging from the trees and like what like such strong imagery um and such like you know you could feel the pain in her voice and like and and see kind of what Tandy was saying like it, it was like a portal almost opened and I was there looking through her eyes pastoral scene of the gallant south the bulging eyes and the twisted mouth I think that was a very pivotal moment for me just in terms of being able to translate pain and necessary pain you know what I mean it wasn't mm-hmm. like I felt upset with her for for you know you know, bringing me down to where she was or what she felt. I, I, 
was very grateful of that moment because um, I just kind of saw this duality in terms of um, music for pleasure and music for, you know, for like enjoyment and stuff, which is, you know, awesome and great. And we all need that. And that's why, you know, music is an important part of everything. Um, But then it was like, wow, this other part exists. Like we can tell stories, we can educate people and we can like really allow ourselves to to feel freely um, and just let you know whatever feelings we're having flow out of us here's a fruit for the crows to pluck for the rain together Wow, in ninth grade, can I like can I ask where you went to school and what kind of awesome teacher you had that made you like dissect strange fruit when you were in ninth Northwestern grade? Northwestern High School, shout out PG County High School, Maryland, Miss <laughs> Granger and Miss Carr, ninth grade honors English. And to be ready to receive that in ninth grade, I think, is another yeah another thing. I mean, it sounds like maybe even at that young you were actively searching for alternatives to yeah. To what was available to you? Um, I mean, I, I I can only speak from my experience in, in PG County schools, but um, and my my high school was really big. We had like at least two thousand kids of of primarily Black and Hispanic kids, and so for such a huge school and such two huge culture groups in a place that like we don't even talk about those things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was like. I appreciated that initiative because, you know, that wasn't the only thing. We talked about a lot of um, um, political things and things that were just relevant to us as um, students of color. And so um, I think that it was just in terms of um, the circumstance and environment, trying to break that mold and not make it so that, okay, we're just another class of kids that they're trying to graduate so that they can have room for another... 800 students in the freshman class you know what I mean like really trying to make it seem or not make it seem but really trying to make our time there worthwhile um, and give us a sense of um, being in the world and so now the two of you have hooked up you you met at NYU yes and um, you found I'm assuming you found that you had like a kind of a kindred Kindred desires, yes, <laughs> um, uh, musically. So, mm-hmm. how does it all? How does it come together? Like to bring your two energies together. We spend a lot of time together. You know, beyond just the music, but just the fact that we do go to school together and we are best friends and we have all the same friends and, you know, everything that goes on is just kind of it's it. We take it a day at a time, um, and it just gets better every day. mixtape Asaseya, which is available for free download on their website. The video for this song, by the way, made me incredibly happy. And talking to these women really made me wish I had been as open or in tune with myself and with music at 19 or 20 as both Tendiwe and Niambi Sala are. When I went to college, I was really concerned with 
classes and parties, not like creating music that would help other people open up and connect with themselves spiritually. Just like I was with Alessia Cara, I'm inspired by these women and the art that they make. And they're almost two decades younger than myself. That's just a cool feeling. I'll post a link to the download for Oshun's mixtape, Asasaya, along with a link to their Studio NA performance on the page for this episode. Plus, I'll post a link to their video for Protect Yourself, because I think it'll make you happy too. I'll also post a link to the View House video of Alessia Cara performing here, solo backstage at the Austin City Limits Festival. And that's it. We have come to the end of another episode of this song. This song is a production of KTX 98.9. This episode was produced and edited by Jack Anderson, David Sanger, and me, Elizabeth McQueen. The Alessia Cara interview was recorded by Jake Perlman and Jack Anderson, and I recorded the Oshun interview. Antoinette Masando is our social media guru and teacher of the ways of Snapchat, and this is actually the last podcast she'll be working on. She's been an intern here at KTX, and she was so great to work with. We all wish her the best luck on her journey, and I expect we'll be seeing great things from her. You can hear Taylor Wallace every Saturday on KUTX from 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. And you can hear Jack Anderson every Saturday night from 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Thanks to Peter Babb and Deidre Gott for all their help on this podcast. And it's true, our theme song is Mahout by Austin's own most excellent hardproof Afrobeat. You can email us at thissong at kutx.org or follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Snapchat. Our handle is at this song KTX. You can follow us on Facebook and you can subscribe to this song along with the other KTX podcasts, liner notes, song of the day, and Austin Music Minute on iTunes. And like I said, we'd love a rating or a review. Right on. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you next time. KUT's next AT Explained live show is April 3rd. Brand new stories about Austin's people, places, and culture told live on stage by your favorite KUT journalists. I've never gotten any specific invites from Steiner Ranch. And that's about the time Charlie chomped down on that chicken. I will hypnotize you into securing my law services. Join us April 3rd at the Paramount Theater for KUT's next AT Explained Live. Tickets are on sale now. Get them at austintheater.org. And we'll see you there.